What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Wednesday, September 2nd. Here's what you missed while running through that cast list of Dancing with the Stars and confirming that damn Carol Baskins is on there. Okay, so here's something political that has nothing to do with El Presidente. No, this has to do with a Senate primary in Massachusetts. And why is this a story? Well, there's two reasons. The first is the unprecedented because Senator Ed Markey beat out a Kennedy in Massachusetts. And at 74 years old, he credited the victory to young progressives who, quote, powered his campaign at the ballot box over the phone and perhaps most of all in ebullient meme-filled online organizing. Thank you for believing in me because I believe in you, Markey said. Initially, down by as much as double digits in the polls, the longtime D.C. legislator climbed back to a win over challenger Representative Joe Kennedy III, who conceded two hours after polls closed. Despite the hard-fought race, Markey said Tuesday night that he remained committed to talking and working with Kennedy to make the lasting, meaningful change that I know that we are both committed to. But he mainly put the spotlight on the Markeyverse that backed his campaign. Markey was endorsed early in the race by the Sunrise Movement, a national youth-led climate action group, which cited his co-authorship of the Green New Deal and long track record of environmental advocacy. By the end of the race... Polls showed that Markey had turned his deficit among young voters into a double-digit lead, end quote. Very interesting. So his stance on the climate was a huge issue that pushed him over the line, as well as embracing more progressive solutions than previously in order to secure that win. The age of incrementalism is over, Markey said. Now is our moment to think big, and it is our young people who will lead the way. And so it goes. All right, if there's one thing I fear in life, it's my fear of falling. See, I'm not exactly scared of heights. I can usually be up high and not consider many of the issues. You know, I can go up down ladders and climb on roofs. It's just right there where I'm on the edge or the ledge and I just start to feel that gravity pull, that's when the fear kicks in. That's why I still haven't gone skydiving and I'm not sure I ever will, no matter how many times Mrs. Quest relentlessly pleads. But that's also why this morning, while watching David Blaine perform his latest, are these called tricks or stunts? I don't know, I'm going to go with stunt. His latest stunt, inspired by the Disney Pixar movie Up, where he grabbed a bunch of balloons and flew up in the air almost 25,000 feet and my palms were sweaty the whole time it's crazy and completely death-defying yes he had a safety vest attached to the balloons and he did come down from that class a airspace using a parachute but there were moments that i could just feel the gravity pulling on him and he looked pretty jittery himself before going up and even while up there i was glued wow it was also pretty cute watching him converse with his daughter dessa the whole time over the two ways and giving her the kudos for inspiring this whole maneuver now it was originally supposed to take place in new york city and he was supposed to float over the hudson earlier this week but i guess things got complicated and they needed more time so they ended up moving out to the arizona desert and it 
it all turned out great. It was broadcast live over YouTube. It was even hosted by Marquez Brownlee, aka MKBHD for some reason, but he did a great job too. We also got to learn Blaine's trick for holding your breath and expunging CO2 from your lungs in order to keep your pulse ox high. It's actually pretty interesting and seems to work. Check it all out at the YouTube link in the show notes below. Okay, if you watched The Last Dance on ESPN, the behind-the-scenes docuseries about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, well, then you'd probably be familiar with the story of Jordan leaving New York City between games of the 93 Eastern Conference Championships and heading to Atlantic City to gamble. Yeah, he's never really been secretive about his love of gambling, including betting on rounds of golf and his favorite card games of blackjack and poker, so it shouldn't come as a huge surprise that he was tapped to take an ownership stake in online sports betting company DraftKings. Yeah, no details on how much ownership he got, but keep in mind, he's also the majority owner of the Charlotte Hornets, but somehow this deal got the NBA approval. Quote, NBA team investors, including governors, are permitted to have involvement with sports betting and fantasy sports businesses subject to safeguards required under league rules to prevent actual or perceived conflicts of interest, an NBA spokesperson said Wednesday, end quote. Now, Tillman Fertitta is both both owner of the Golden Nugget Casinos and the owner of the Houston Rockets. That's why you can't bet on a Rockets game in any of his casinos, but both DraftKings and FanDuel, their competitor in the sports betting and daily fantasy sports arena, well, they've got a deal between them, the NBA, and MGM Casinos to provide official data and determine the outcomes of various bets. DraftKings stock was up about 4% on the news of Michael Jordan being added to the ownership as of the this recording. All right, no surprise, Tom Cruise has some cash, and he might just have a whole new business on his hands, at least for a short time. Yeah, see, it's being reported that in order to keep filming going on on the seventh, yeah, seventh Mission Impossible movie, and to avoid any further delays and push back their expected release date of 2021, he's rented an entire Norwegian cruise liner. Yeah, supposedly he paid 500,000 pounds to rent it out for the month. This way, the whole crew has their own little bubble-style hotel as they bounce around Europe filming different parts of the flick and it's only about 200 people in the crew and about 200 people to staff the cruise ship so they're well under the whole social distancing requirements for indoor spaces but yeah back to the business i'm saying he can probably afford to keep renting these mission impossible movies have made over 3.6 billion dollars across the previous six ones and he's been a producer since the very first so maybe he can just call it tom cruises cruises for cruising or something like that and finally your feel-good story of the day so there's this photo that was going around of two little girls in salinas california who were forced to go to school online but they have no wi-fi in the home so where were they found outside of friggin taco bell yeah the photo which showed them quote plopped down on the concrete with their laptops and notepads out while two taco bell employees came out to talk to them it's quite sad the original tweet actually read two students sit outside of taco bell to use wi-fi so they can go to school online this is california home to Silicon Valley, but where the digital divide is as deep as ever, where 40% of all Latinos don't have internet access. 
This generation deserves better, end quote, that they do. Salinas City Elementary School District did cop to their students being underprepared and are now providing them with a hotspot for internet access. And the parents who are farm workers and were about to be made homeless by their landlord due to some scheduled renovations of their unit have gotten support from their community and are now being put up in a hotel until they get back on their feet. Full fridge, full bellies, and plenty of YouTube. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And for those 73 of you that still stick around to the end, guess what? Yes, today I got some more bonus news. Some really quickly, looks like uh, Disney has announced that on Disney Plus premiering October 30th, The Mandalorian Season 2 is still scheduled to hit that October mark. Super excited for that. Can't believe they were able to flip that around so quickly. But they have to kind of hurry up because there's not much to watch on Disney+. Plus. I'm sure they'll get an influx of subscribers again. Uh, what else happened here? So it looks like uh, Trump has met with the president of the Big Ten College Association to try to buy your vote with college football games. And honestly, if your vote's bought that easily, you're probably just going to vote for him anyway. So no really big deal there. And I really don't give two shits. And you know who else I don't give two shits about? Minnesota Viking quarterback, Kirk Cousins. He was in a podcast interview last night where they were asking him about the NFL's approach to COVID testing. And this dude was kind of like, masks don't really work. If I die, I die. I'm at peace with that. And honestly, what a piece of shit. I got no other words to say to him. Like, if you die, you die. That's cool with you. What about the other people that die as a result of your asshatness being just fine and at peace with falling to eternal sleep? What about them? Why they got to die, Kurt? What about the rest of the Vikings, the staff, the crew? Make your job cushiony. Come on, step up. Anyways, not drafting him on my fantasy this year. So yeah, it's hump day. Week's almost over. Another one down. So I bid you adieu by reminding you, like always, stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated in all you do. Dodge the rest and catch up with me because I got you with the news.